Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a love story, baby, just say yes. A classic. Taylor's version. Online dating, Taylor's version. You're listening to Bad <laughs> That's so stupid. But guys, we just needed to get the show on the road. I'm going to be honest. We've been here. We've been here. The brain worms had a good Valentine's Day, but uh, that meant we weren't able to think of anything uh, other than what we did last year for Chatterpines. So Yeah. I was drunk for three days. I think that's helping me. Every episode of this podcast now starts with us justifying why we can't do good intros anymore. Yeah. Do you think? Maybe we could pay an intern to write them for us. Maybe we could, yeah. Are we there yet? Probably not. Um, yeah. Imagine that was is... the intern's only job. Yeah, it would Fair. be. We have the rest of it under control. It's an important part, like in fairness. Um, yeah, I've been hyping this for probably two months. No, a month. Um, because last year's episode honestly get brought joy to so many people and I wanted to recreate it. And I... I'm really excited. You can't help by my voice. That's just how I speak. And I, but I love the way we did it. And Valentine's has happened. But no, but I think anyway. so. The reason we did two months of Valentine's and we, was and we, because we didn't even get to Valentine's. No, we have to do it after Valentine's because the absolute display of affection on the timelines this weekend was disgusting. Some people might be feeling a bit shit about themselves. Maybe they were not with loved ones on Valentine's, and this. I did a similar thing on my Instagram story for people who hate Valentine's. Um, this just like gives people a laugh and makes them feel a bit better about not being able to date or go on dates right now. Because we're going to tell them about the, the absolute worst things that have happened on dates. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 100% anonymity guaranteed, which we could not say about the last two episodes, I'm pretty sure. So Some people still put their names on the end of these emails. Some people are only dying for us to say them. Uh, <laughs> To be honest, but we won't. Um, do you want to go first or will I? I was going to say we could start off with some of like the shorter ones we got on Instagram. Yeah, I have one open here. Okay, go for it. I don't know whether to go for this one or not. Um, okay, this one, no offense to this story. It's kind of like, a, it's it's an average story, but it's the end that kind of redeems it. Um, so this came in on Instagram. Hi ladies, a dating story for you. Lived away in Dublin for college. A friend of mine met this guy and he had this friend who they said was very quiet and lovely and she wanted me to tag along on their date to meet this guy. I finally gave in and agreed. Dinner went well. He was lovely and kind. About halfway through the night, I noticed he was drinking a lot, crying laughing face. We all were drinking the same amount, but he was getting hammered very quickly from it. All good and we decided to head to Coppers. 
Uh, they use the abbreviation there. That's why I have to think. Um, God, I saw abbreviation of coppers. CFG Copperface Jacks. Oh, CFJ. Sorry, not G. <laughs> Copperface Carries. <laughs> yeah. God, God I saw Stop now! I'm fucking in the middle of a story. Copperface Gax. <laughs> Copperface Gax is right. Anyway, okay, all go, we decided to head to Coppers. Got outside and the air must have hit him. He ran up the street, taking off his socks and shoes, screaming he was the Queen of Dublin. <laughs> uh, we got him, put said socks back on, gave him water and brought him in. We somehow managed to get in and all good. He was fine in there. There's something about the air in Coppers that makes you feel like you're fine, but you're not fine. To quote Katy Perry. We left about three, headed back. We were getting on great. He went in for a kiss in the chipper. And who was I to say no to this gorgeous guy? Uh, finished kiss and he hugged me I hugged him too tight I think and next thing I knew he puked straight down my back into my handbag and destroyed my back where was your handbag? <laughs> yeah I'm not really I'm not I'm not yeah I'm not she must have been holding it directly behind her but anyway or else the puke was just Jesus expand Christ. you know anyway we are now together almost nine years and getting married next year he certainly was not love at first sight I thought that was nice they're getting married That's- that's a good story, like, yeah. Oh my God. That's the best man speech I'd like to hear. Yeah. We did um, it for you. Can we come we to the wedding? Um. Okay, let me see. I have like some like mega short ones. Do you want some like bite-sized ones? Yeah. That came in on a question box. Um. Okay. Where is it? Whenever you're ready. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Uh, that was a recording podcast or anything. So I asked for my story, like, what was what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you on a date? And you, uh, this this one came in. Him telling me how attractive other girls were in the bar, and then telling me he didn't want to, it to look like we were on a date because a girl he knew was sitting across the way. Um. Oh God. This is another one. On our first date, the guy asked to take a pic of us in a scenic spot. I I politely declined. He then asked if he could take a pic of me, of just me, and did a go on, go on thing until I caved for a quiet life. He also said he hoped our grandkids got my eyes. (laughs) Christ. Just a reminder, first date. (laughs) Needless to say, I declined a second. Um, This is violent we went to the cinema on our first date full of people mind you and he thought that would be a good place for a schminger me fml oh, stop what's a schminger i don't want to know sneaky stop um now he, he turned up hammered tried to shift me in the middle of the local and cried outside the pub after while i patted him on the back <laughs> and he had the straight white man confidence for date number two <laughs> Oh, sometimes you just you just pick yourself up, dust yourself off. Um, what else are you gonna do? Like, yeah, met on a night out and asked me for asked me out for a drink the next night. He turned up to the bar in the same clothes, still drunk from the night before. Oh God. Um, seeing each other. I've never. Weeks. I was trying to think if I've ever gone somewhere in the same clothes the night before that would have been like important. I don't think so. I oh, actually, sorry, the... that's actually not true. I the you went Love Island to Dublin. Oh yeah, that. But like, I mean, when we did the Love Island, the live pot on paper. Oh yeah, I was on yeah. them the next day and was like literally in the exact same clothes because I thought it would be like. I just liked my outfit. My sister was like, "You are so." Did you so sleep disgusting. in it? I was like, "No, I didn't sleep in it." But did oh, I sleep right. in it? 
You probably I can't did. actually remember. Yeah. Anyway, I, I went from a City West hotel to my final year Irish oral in a in a ball gown, but I think I changed it. I'm I assuming I changed out of it. <laughs> I definitely changed out of it. Um. I'll just do this one and then we can go back to you. Seeing each other a few weeks, uh, he got a new place, went back to his, things got hot and steamy. I ended up having a nosebleed all over him and his new bedclothes and pillows. Absolutely mortified. Never saw him again, but he want, uh, he wanted to, but there were the flashbacks were too much for me. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. oh no, this is a funny one. This is a funny one. Went back to my mate's gaff after a night out with her, uh, had sex on his couch, got her pregnant. Eight years later, she still hasn't fucked off. <laughs> Only kidding. <laughs> only kidding. We're still together. <laughs> I love the only messing love. <laughs> they made them type that. Okay, I have one here, and I'm gonna give you a. I'm gonna give a slight trigger warning for not full blown animal cruelty, but like not animal soundness. Okay. Um. So this person said, so years ago, I went on a first date with a guard from, I actually won't give away the county just because. Yeah, just in case. Um, But was living in Dublin at the time. It was going grand until he told this story about when he used to go out drinking back home. He'd rock up to his house pissed and the family cat would be so excited to see him. He'd be jumping all over him. He said he used to get so annoyed by this that he'd roll the cat up in a rug and wedge him against the wall using a coal bucket and then head off to bed. His dad would wake up in the morning to find this and obviously the cat would lose his life when he let it back out. This happened more than once and the psychopath told me this story fully expecting me to laugh along at how gassy he was as if this wasn't insane behaviour and animal cruelty. Whiskey slash any normal human would not be impressed. There was no second date. And Jesus. that's who's police in the streets? That's who, you have, that's who you have out enforcing the law? Some people are just dog people. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Anyway. Uh, um, a lot of these I feel like are kind of uh, bashing men but this one is uh, from a man about a woman oh sorry actually I should have said this from the very off as well it should go without saying that we do not condone anything that has been said in these emails I'm actually I'm not reading out some of them because some of your behaviour frankly is really bad um, and we, do, we don't hate men right but like we don't hate men but like honestly you I can't email, send okay? some of these things yeah absolutely like that's all we're saying. We are here as impartial. Well, not really impartial, but anyway, that's uh, like, my disclaimer. Uh, this came uh, from a man, is what you started saying. This came from a man about a woman, uh, or not? Well, man about a woman man, about a dog. Yeah, uh, actually, he said right. not mine, but a good friend went on a date, and the girl was talking about her okay. about her much skinnier sisters the whole time. He, in his infinite wisdom, during dinner said, "Ah, uh, you're not that big." <laughs> Christ. To which, to which she promptly poured her drink over him and walked out of the restaurant. Needless to say, we haven't let him live it down. Actually, that one was still about a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the here's a one from a. No, sorry. No, they're all men bashing. I'm sorry. Well, we have to like. When did we become like a a a meninist? Reddit podcast breed, we're going to read them. <laughs> That's true. If you, yeah, this there is There are why... no straight men here except maybe my friend Cormac and maybe Kean is listening to this. Um, This is why we can't defend men. This is the one I kind of hinted at before. I had it on my Instagram yesterday, but you didn't see it. Um, It got, it got a lot of uh, people annoyed. <laughs> um, oh, okay. 
First day, proceeded to tell me his worst drunk stories, in brackets, I never asked, which involved punching a guard and waking up in his mate's garden with a shovel. Serial killer vibes. Also went home with a lad after a first date and left a necklace in his gaff. We didn't meet up again, but he sent me a pic one night of his boner with the necklace hanging off it, asking if I wanted to come back and get it. We can't defend this. I can't defend it. Oh... That was the worst one I've ever. No, that's not good. It's not really good. Not good. Um, I'd actually say that's bad. Now, to be honest, this one's quite bad. Um, short. Do you, I'll do one more short one. Well, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we have so, so many emails to get through. Uh, tried to break up with a guy while on a walking date. His idea, not mine. Broke up with him at the start and he just ignored the conversation. We walked the whole way from UCD to Dundrum where he bumped into his sister. He introduced me to his sister and made me have dinner with her. <laughs> Christ! She broke what? up with him. <laughs> How does... That's like... I feel like that is something that I do though. Do you know? Like, I fucking say yes to everything that I'm just like... Imagine, like, I'm breaking up with you. No, I'd be like, nah, all right, yeah, fair, I... go, to, go to argument, yeah. Can't really come back after that. Oh, my God, people are strange. Okay, um, let me just skim this one. This is, uh, yeah, this is kind of funny. Okay. Hey, guys, big fan of the podcast. Thank you for giving me lots of laughs during this lockdown. Um, please keep anonymous. Sorry, this might be kind of long, but I have to give some background context to the story. I went on a date during the summer, and it was the third time we were meeting up. The date was a bit awkward, to be honest. Just not a lot in common, but he is a lovely guy and I did kind of fancy him at the time. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with the story Phoebe Waller-Bridge told about the time she met Meryl Streep on the set of The Iron Lady. She told the story on the late show with Stephen Colbert and also on the podcast How to Fail with Elizabeth Day. But none of that's really relevant. But anyway. So basically, she was trying really hard to be friends with Meryl and Phoebe had made a joke earlier in the day and Meryl laughed. So she was like, yes, I am now best friends with Meryl. Life complete. <laughs> so when they were having lunch later that day, Meryl Street put her hands on Phoebe's shoulders and asked her, oh, what are you eating? And Phoebe got so flustered and she grabbed her plate and flung the apple crumble into her chest and squawked, my apple crumble! So anyway, back to my date. There was a lull in our conversation on the way home. <laughs> so, for some, yeah. so for some strange reason, I decided to tell this story. Bear in mind now, he did not know who Phoebe Waller-Ridge was. So just it wouldn't be funny for him. I've been there though. Do you know when you're kind of in a story and you think it's so funny? Yeah. I, actually, That's actually my entire life. But anyway. Um, I could tell when I was about three sentences into the story that he was not going to find it funny, but I was too far in to turn back. So I got to the punchline of the story when Phoebe flings the apple crumble into her chest, at which point I physically acted out flinging an apple crumble into my chest and I actually squawked the words, my apple crumble! Like I fully thumped my chest. Needless, needless to say, there was just, an, there was kind of an awkward silence and he managed to gather a one-line response, but didn't seem too impressed. I completely regretted acting at the scene in the car and desperately looked out the window to find that we were conveniently driving past a drive-in cinema. So I just diverted the conversation to that. We haven't met up since. Ha 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 Lots of love. Listen, the joke's on him. People are bridges. If he didn't get the joke, yeah. A strange story to tell the one. <laughs> on a like third day. weird. But if Yeah, but if you knew as well that he didn't, I don't know. There's uh, there's two people that fought there. Your, and, your mouth works quicker than your brain. I think we know that. Yeah. Um. Okay, here's a... Two stories, one email. Um... Hi ladies, love the pod. It's uh, definitely been a boost to find you guys and listen in over the last few months. Um, I heard you were doing a casting call for online dating stories and well, let me tell you, I've had some weird ones. Story one. 
I got chatting to a guy and agreed to go on a date. This was maybe four years ago. Still single now and still racking up the weird ones on dates anyway. Uh, so we met for a drink and we got chatting as to what we were both doing. I was back in college and he was working in marketing for an Irish budget airline. He was talking all about the cool events he did and all the airplanes he had got to go on, jets, flying first class, etc. And how amazing the CEO was, like really, really amazing. Then the conversation changed and he started to ask me, did I know what an aerosexual was? So basically, it's people that get off on seeing, watching, being no, on airplanes. No, 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 no. Listen, we don't kink shame uh, being on airplanes. We don't. I don't yuck anyone's yums, but this is this is niche. This is niche. Um, and he was like, all those people that watch planes take off at the old Dublin uh, airport road are all aerosexuals. Kept going on and on about this. And I was like, no, no, no. Like my dad used to take us there as kids. <laughs> so me and my brother would stop punching the heads off each other and we would pretend we'd be on the planes going on halls, which is what a lot of people do. Uh, back to aerosexual chat. Then he started to show me pictures of all the airplanes he was on. So needless to say that he was the aerosexual, but not willing to admit it. And not my dad for taking us to watch the planes take off. oh my god Um, story two on Tinder again got chatting to a guy and we were having good banter back and forth he was working in town and so was I at the time he was trying to figure out where I was working but I wouldn't disclose fair I think not to tell a stranger where I live 9 to 5 Monday to Friday absolutely Um, he said he had said he worked before in a jewellery store off Grafton Street and then I jokingly said I worked for one of that jewellery store's rivals Fast forward later in the day to uh, me busy in work selling. We got a call from management as there was someone that seemed to be casing the store. This guy was going from area to area in the shop, looking around, but not looking for anything in particular. All staff approached him, but the man was just happy walking around, chatting to all staff, um, which is fine to do in a clothing store. But if you come into a high end jewelry store, you know what you usually want. So management was on high alert. Then the guy came to me and chatted for a few minutes. He wasn't looking to try any jewellery watches on at all. The men that worked in the store were following him around the place. Then he left with no issues. So after a while, colleague and I were merchandising the window. So we were walking in and out of the shop to make sure stuff was aligned and straight, etc. I was standing in the shop window and I got a big fright as someone started banging on the window and laughing. It was that fecking guy that was in earlier with the guy I was texting. I texted him and said, you sent your friend into the place where I work. That's so uncool. What? <laughs> because I could have been in so much trouble if management found out random men were coming into the shop to suss me out. Like I could have been sacked. He just texts back saying you, you could take a joke and deleted himself. Lesson for online dating. Don't tell people where you work. Dating is not easy out there. Uh, thanks, ladies. Love you both. Stay safe. Electric chair. Electric chair. Guillotine. Person. Yeah. Not for the person who sent in the... Store for the boys weirdo in fairness I feel like girls are worse for that kind of crap um, okay so the headline for this is dating disaster the tin can man Ooh. hi ladies so I have a brief story for you for my last Tinder date not sure if you can call it a disaster but sure look I'll leave that up to yous met this guy for a socially distant jaunt around town he was a nice guy tall handsome enough in brackets okay uh, tinge of the ginge <laughs> just my type in general we were having good chats, etc., and the topic of travel had come up. He was telling me that he'd come home early from traveling because he developed a health condition. I was like, oh, shit one. Sorry to hear. Didn't <laughs> ask any more about it, Ovs. Uh, didn't, didn't ask any more about it. Ovs didn't want to pry or anything, but he continued. So he tells me he's an anxious chewer. I was like, okay, sure. Who doesn't bite the odd pen? But he had been chewing things like tops of cans, pens, 
tinfoil bits and pieces. I just remembered the subject line. And swallowing them to the extent that he had to be hospitalized for aluminium poisoning. I wasn't sure how to respond at the time, but kind of brushed it off as if it were a hamstring injury. Again, not a disaster per se, just a wee bit bizarre. Needless to say, there was no subsequent dates on the cards. Mind you, he never asked. Oh right? Like tear, smiling face. You don't want that boy um, if he's eating tins. Hang on, my laptop's about to go off. Oh, mine actually is as well. Give me one sec, I'll get mine. Oh, gee, would you relax? Fuck's sake. Me? Not you, the fucking cat. She got a fright because I got up off the bed. What a little biatch. She got like a really big fright, like it's... She's freaking out about everything. I don't know what's wrong with her, anyway. (laughs) Okay, here's another... short and sweet email was with my ex for two years about a year in we went to a new open restaurant uh, for a date he had never been on a date before Uh, we would just go for food oh had never been on a date before we would just go for food never really made the effort until this day anyway I get a bit nervous about going in places but I've never been going places I've never been before so I stood back and let him go first he did the same it wasn't a gentlemanly thing he just didn't want to go in first either he eventually went in and got in a ride off with me because I didn't want to walk in first either and didn't speak to me for the entire time we were there <laughs> more what? Uh, I was just trying to chat to the wait staff and be friendly and he just snarled about his order first and only date raging I stayed so long looking back anyway happy valentines hope you're all well love the pod God. I love that. God. I love that. That. I love the pettiness. I, I don't know if I do. It's very strange. Very strange. Um. So this, yeah, this one came out as well. Um, I went home with the girl after, after a friend's after session one night. Um, sorry, after I went home with a girl after a friend's after session one night, and at the time I thought, yes, absolutely, this would be great, she's great, etc. But as I started to sober up, I realized she had the same name as me. We both had very similar distinctive haircuts, and I just couldn't stop laughing. Obviously, didn't want to laugh at her because that would be horrific. So I woke my flatmate and his boyfriend up to stand in their room semi-naked, laughing my head off. The next morning, she really wanted to hang out. But she did not the laughing thing okay. Because of it. Like, I don't know, is it just that the person realized and then just couldn't stop laughing, thinking about it? Yeah. And then had to leave the room while the other person <laughs> is also in there half naked, probably being like, why did they leave for an extended period of time? Anyway, the next morning she really wanted to hang out, but I just didn't want to say, no, I don't want to. So I faked having to go to an appointment in Crumlin. She insisted on walking me to the appointment. So I had to continue with my uh, tra- trail of trail of lies and actually walk into the health centre, wait till I could see her leave around the corner and then sprint home. Moral of the story, do not bring home someone who's the same name as you. Note, I live nowhere near Crumlin and was caught in a web of lies. Like dentist appointment, hairdresser's appointment, any appointment. Why did you have to bring the hospital into it? Yeah. They were going Why? to walk her there. Hope... Just be I like, just... I don't know. I hope I hope you can I hope you can live with your shame about lying to that extent. <laughs> Have you ever gone with someone that looks like you or has the name breed? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um Or anyone what's the male equivalent of breed? Brian. Brian. Brad. Brian Brian in Irish is Breen. 
which I used to get mixed up with in the girl talked. Um, no, I'd be a bit weird about going home with someone or like going on a date with someone that has the same name as my brothers. Because my brothers have kind of like yeah. unique, not unique names, but kind of uncommon names. So when I meet like, it's not like they're like a David or whatever, like because they're a dime a dozen. Yeah, I wouldn't have met a lot of Ian's. I used to purposely match with people called Fiona because I thought that would be funny. So it'd be Fiona funny if we ended up together and it was Fiona, be Fiona Vanilla. Yeah. But obviously it didn't happen, so. I love that. Um, hey ladies, happy 100 episodes. <laughs> Thank you. I think I fucked up the maths Thanks. on that. Just in full, full disclosure. <laughs> but uh, it's fine. Um, we have hit 100 at some point. My worst we've, date hit so far, we've hit it by now. It's, it's absolutely grand. My worst date so far has to be this story. Met the guy at another school's pre-debs. Was a great night to be fair. We hit it off for we hit it off together at it, and then a few days later he asked me on a date. Um was a little hesitant about going, but I met him at the bus stop and we got the bus to the local Eddie Rockets. Getting the bus together there was pure awkward. The whole date was really awkward. We were sitting there and having small talk, and he gets up and runs outside and gets sick. <laughs> Um, I went to the bathroom and he paid what a gentleman comes to heading home and obviously we have to get the bus together back home but no 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 he leaves me at the bus stop and gets the dart into Dunleary to meet the lads for the cinema and a trip to Spoons it was the weirdest date ever and after he texts me being like the cinema yeah he left her to go meet up with the lads Uh, it was the weirdest date ever for Christ's sake that'd be a very good movie like he texts me being like, sorry, I was nervous, but hopefully date two will be better. Safe to say there never was a date two. Hope that gave you a laugh. Do you know what that reminded me of? What? Do you remember when we were in Brussels and we met that guy on the pub crawl from Australia? Sam. Sam was his name, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Sam. And he, we were like having the crack with him or whatever. And then it came to the end of the night, we were in like a kebab house or whatever. And he just like got yes. up and ran out of the restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, God, that was. Oh, we, we never knew why. So well. He like legged it out. I was, it was really prime and ye to get together. Oh well, yeah, maybe that's why he ran. No, I don't think so. He just it really seemed like he was a Of course, that's not why. Look at me. Yeah, sorry. What am I talking about? Um, okay, this one is kind of long, and it's just again will make you kind of despair for humanity. Um, so a couple of years ago, I matched with a guy on Bumble and he asked for a number very quickly. It was my first Bumble match. So I thought maybe it just had a different etiquette to Tinder. Maybe even after talking, uh, the match vanished after 24 hours. Chatting is normal. And he asked me out very quickly again, thought, oh, maybe it's just a Bumble thing. Whatever day he wanted to meet, there was a slight possibility I would have to work late. So told him it was probably fine, but would check when in the office the next day and let him know. He asked me what my day looked like for work the next day anyway, and I mentioned there was a meeting for most of it, so would be in that. That night, he abruptly tells me he has to go because he needs to practice his meditation before going to bed and ends with night gorgeous XXXXXXXXXX. I see that. As a typical Irish girl... Yeah. Like... As a typical Irish girl... As a typical Irish girl, I would have found that too much even if we were married. Regret agreeing to the date now. Next day, about 10 a.m., I get a message from him asking how my meeting went. Yes, the one I said was going on for most of the day. Told him I was literally walking into it now. Meeting starts, I feel my phone going off again. A few minutes later, feel it again and again. 
Lunch comes and I check my phone. Have messages from him telling me about looking for a new place to live on Daft. Another saying, hey, so I know you're busy and all, but have you had a chance to check if you're free for the date yet? No pressure though. And something else following up on that again with no pressure. At this point, I take full responsibility. I should have cancelled and blocked him, but no, I agreed to it. Day of date comes. He kept asking exactly where I was from 5pm for a date at 6pm. Needed to know my location despite me working in town. Definitely being able to get there on time. Uh, 6pm comes and I see him. Definite kittenfish situation. I don't understand that reference, do you? Kittenfish, catfish, kittenfish. Um, I'd imagine it's like some form of like baby catfish. <laughs> Sorry, um, yeah. The photo, the photos of the photos were of him. Sorry, she literally. But younger him, him looking. Person it in. Yeah, much older. The photos of uh, the photos were of him, but very good photos are old. Not what he actually looked like now. We go to a bar with a big sofa at the back. I sit at one end and expect him to sit at the other end like a normal person. Aww. Clearly, he's not a normal person. He sits right beside me. His bootcut jeans touching against my leg. That sounds like no. culty porn. His bootcut jeans touching against my leg. As the night went on, I'm basically gripping the armrest. Uh, my arm's not even on the seat to get away. He kept touching my upper arm and making eye contact without ever blinking. He kept joking about marrying me, but just far too much for it to actually be a joke. He kept talking about exes throughout the night, but I got to the point where there was just too many exes. I realized these are not exes. These are girls he met once and they never contacted yeah. him again. He bought the first round and I said, right, out of politeness, I will buy one and make my excuses. Coming to the end of second drink, I can taste my freedom. It's coming. I can feel it when he drops the bomb that he's been in therapy recently. My instant thought is shit. I can't leave now. He'll think it's because of therapy and there's nothing wrong with being in it. Very fair. So I end up having to have a third drink. Drink comes and he reveals why he's in therapy. It's because he had turned 30 and his life hadn't worked out how he planned because he hadn't settled down and gotten married yet. At this point, I am out of fucks to give and don't care about hurting his feelings. I finished my drink in almost silence, giving short one word answers and then got the hell out of there. I now assume I am one of the exes he tells tales about when on first dates with unsuspecting victims. It took me over a year before I went on a date again. I just couldn't face it. I still see him pop up on Tinder, etc. Every, every now and then. So safe to assume his tactics haven't worked for anyone yet. So the thing is, right? I, not that I want to give that person the benefit of the doubt because there's a lot of issues there. But I'm then there's another part of me that's just like, you were never told... And maybe you shouldn't have to be told, but like how to act on a date. Like there's yeah. other behavior that I think, yeah, you're probably just like this. But then there are other things where I'm like, no, because no one's called you out on it. You know what I mean? But then I'm also like, because there were so many people in his head who'd like scorned him. Yeah. That maybe he has, and he just thinks all women are CUNTs, you know? CUNTs. Yeah. I think if that many people... Are you're are going on one date with you and then not wanting to go on another one? You do kind of have to look at what you're probably doing wrong. Yeah, you know, or what vibes you're giving off. Yeah. You can't be. You, you, there's a line between like being enthusiastic for a date because girls do like that, but when you're pushing it and you're like too into it before you've even met, that's a red flag. Yeah, I have an absolute cracker for the next one because I know that one was about sad, like sad. But also, the next one is sit beside you. Me. If they sit beside you and the option is there, like if it's not a jam-packed place where it's the only choice, side by side is fine if they're the only seats you can get. But if they have the option to sit across from you and they choose to sit beside you on a first date, I think that's so bizarre. For a first date. It's too, For a yeah, first date. Couples, yeah, absolutely. They're close. But like, I want to look at you in 
face to face. I don't want you looking at me from side or like, do you know, I don't want to be like half turning. I don't know. I find it weird. And people, a lot of people sent that to me as well. Anyway. Um, hi, Breeden Fanula. This is a long one. So sorry in advance. I matched with this guy. Oh, my my reading oh my God, has actually gone to, to the dogs. I matched with this Irish guy on Tinder while I was living in Vancouver and we decided to go on a date to the aquarium. Love this. Uh, I saw him from... Oh, I was at that aquarium. Sorry, I remember reading this. Uh, I remember reading this. I was at the aquarium. Uh, I saw him. Nice aquarium. Good for a date? Yeah, I mean, mean, that's where me and Keen went. But we had fuck all money at the time and it was really expensive. And you'd been together for a But I really wanted to go. Yeah, but I was visiting him because he was because he, he was over there because he moved and he was gone for six months. And I was like, let's go to the aquarium. But we had like fuck all money. And then we got there and he was like, God, it's very expensive. And then I was like, I'm sorry. Aquarium has good. sexy vibes, I feel. No? Chill out sexy vibes. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, I saw him from across the road and knew straight away I didn't fancy him, but I couldn't back out at this stage. He was a nice guy, but there was zero crack in the conversation. After the aquarium, he asked did I want to go for dinner. I didn't, but I couldn't think of an excuse because it was already like 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. So I went along. After a pretty awkward dinner, he said his friends were going to a bar in town. Again, was caught off guard. So went along thinking maybe his friends would be sound, which they were. Apart from us, there were uh, there were about three other people in this big empty dive bar. So zero atmosphere. This is the bit that would be my dream day. It was also a rock karaoke night, but not karaoke where you're in separate rooms. There was a mic on a stage where people sang their songs. My date decided he would get up and sing it's a just rock song. Basically. <laughs> yeah, but there's like six people in the place. My date decided he would get up and sing a rock song and kept pointing at me as if he was singing to me. <laughs> <laughs> you would on love the first day, I wanted the ground to swallow me up. Eventually at midnight, everyone was leaving and my date asked me, did I want to go back to his house? for tea and board games but I said I had to be up early to Skype from home that's basically that's, that's my dream the night. whole plot of yeah that's the whole plot of do you know Night Changes by One Direction and like they're all on different dates and the night that's that's Niall's one you go back you're like you're playing board games with him in a room Niall Horan is not playing dream. board games um, snakes and ladders I think he actually was playing second ladders in the video. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm on a tangent. Uh, but I said I had to be up early to Skype a friend from home. I had several opportunities to nip it in the bud, but out of politeness, I had a 10-hour painful date. <laughs> Thanks for keeping us all sane. Uh, maybe keep me anonymous. Ireland is tiny. We got you. Okay, right. So let's tra- let's talk about the first thing here, right? So it was 6 no and she thing. said she didn't have an excuse. I, If you're not into it, I can see why you would have an issue. I would, uh, I would assume there's more to it. I would imagine. Well, she just didn't fancy him the from the minute she saw him. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, fair. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Time. Like, yeah. Um, but here's my thing, right? So her thing was, oh, like it was six p.m. I didn't have an excuse. Like, there's always an excuse. What? It, what? It, there's always an excuse. I promised I'd cook my housemates dinner. I want uh, my housemates promised they'd cook me dinner. I want to go to bed. Um, my housemates I, are waiting for me to watch um, a movie. I use that one a lot. I have, I have, I have depression, and if I don't go to bed right now. I'll be really upset. Um, it's my turn to Hoover. The, ch- the chase is on. Um, I, my cat needs to be fed if I don't get home right now. Uh, Should I? Yeah. There, there's free, there's some free excuses. Right, those times. 6 p.m. Um, is not that late. You have time. You absolutely have time. Someone is cooking you dinner. I feel like the, this person was just bad at being put on the spot. Again, bad at saying no. Yeah. You should never be, you should always be prepared with excuses to leave if you're about to go on a date. Just have them mentally ready. Think about them in the taxi in the way. Yeah, yeah. 
write to me. I'm going to write a book on how to get out of dates. You've a, you've a, you've a delivery coming. You need to be there. Um, it's it's just anyway. eight. Yeah. Uh, okay, this one is great. Okay, so the title of this is Dating Disaster Mistaken Identities. Hey, gals, buckle your seatbelts. Oh. August 2020, moved to Dublin from Cork and downloaded Tinder, made matches and deleted app within two to three days. September 2020, redownloaded the app and replied to a guy four weeks after original message. We'll call him Boy A. He took it well. Message back and forth for about a week and decided to took it well being called coffee. Boy A. Uh, uh, messed me back after four weeks. Oh, I don't yeah. think he knew he was being referred to as Boy A. I'm not even sure if he was <laughs> no, being we'll referred call to him Boy A. Boy a <laughs> <laughs> it was a kinky ad um, imagine someone who's just really into the alphabet there are kinks for everything now there are people who are Alpha file. Who find Letterland sexy whiskey get down sorry um, she's at the window uh, are you done? don't okay, jump uh, don't jump uh, Message back and forth for about a week and decided to meet up for a coffee this guy had two two to three group photos in his Instagram and Tinder profile. So I was unsure of what he actually looked like, but sure he was blonde and had broad shoulders. Night before the date, we agreed to meet after I finished work on a Wednesday at Happy Out in Clontarf. Big fan of them and their toasties and everything they do. And if they were in a position to sponsor a podcast, we're available. We would wear their merch. I had never been there there before. Um, The Tuesday night, before I switched phone networks, I will say I wasn't really sure of the relevance about this part. So if if you're listening and you're like, what the hell, just just wait the Tuesday night before I switched phone networks to Virgin Media after procrastinating for ages I decided to shower in the morning before work and fell asleep having not plugged my phone in woke up with about five minutes to get out the door bolted into the shower and landed at work with dripping hair turns out I was 40 minutes earlier than I needed to be so I'm eating cheese and crackers in the canteen where do you work and my ear feels really hot my earring was engorged into my swollen right ear so I drain it in the bathroom, use hand sanitizer to clean it and place the earring back in. Work finished and I was very flustered. I had about half an hour to get to Clontarf and was very nervy. Rang my friend as I left work and after about a minute, she was cut off. I realized I had no network for the day as I had switched to Virgin. So I drove back to work to get on the Wi-Fi and told my mate that I would be off grid for the date and that I'd try to get Wi-Fi on the route home that afternoon. Nerves were at an all-time high as I approached the cafe at the time agreed, exactly 3 p.m., I waited a few minutes and decided to pop in the line for a coffee. So I'm looking around and a fair-haired, athletic-looking guy walks up to the queue behind me. I smile at him and he says hello. We're chatting away and he bumps into people he knows and talks to them for a bit. I offered to get his coffee and he politely declined. I asked where he wanted to sit and he looked pretty confused but agreed the grass looked dry and had lots of sun. He says he's finishing col- he's finding college grand. Trinity. I had thought he went to UCD. He seems to not remember anything I've told him through our texts. His accent is very posh. He was golfing before coming to the date. I found that odd too. (laughs) I thought he had college that morning. After 20 minutes of talking, I knew something was off. I asked him what my name was. He said, I'm not sure, but my name is Ben. Nice to meet you. I think (laughs) you're talking to the wrong person. I was in shock. I said things like, I can't believe this is happening. Ben, I can't deal with this. I'm from Cork, obviously. This all happened because I have no service. He was very sweet and was concerned for the original guy because he thought he might have seen us chatting and left. So at this stage, my nose is running uncontrollably and I feel liquid draining for my ear infection. I run off to get a tissue. This is a calamity of ours. Fuck. Uh, I run off to get a tissue, allergic to the situation. Ben connects my phone to his hotspot. This, I find this funny. Walks back towards his car at me. Uh, 
with me following to get in touch with boy A. He hops into his brand new white BMW, which is in all caps, and politely says goodbye and good luck. I turn around and approach the nearest guy to me. I ask him his name and he says, Connor, boy A's name. This guy is probably 16 and wearing a full grey tracksuit and holding a football. I ask what he's doing and he says, waiting for a few lads. I apologise for confusing him with someone and walk slash jog back to the coffee stand. Crimson. Does she not know what he looks like at all? But this is the thing. She couldn't because of the group photos, I think. In his Instagram and his Tinder. Yeah. You don't want to see Ben's Yeah. I can see Ben's BMW and him laughing out of the corner of my eye. Imagine being Ben. We need to get Ben. We like Ben. Ben went along with it. Yeah, Ben was nice. Uh, I walk towards the bin of my now empty coffee cup and look up. Boy A, the original Connor, is standing next to it. I start apologising and make an excuse that I ran into my cousin while I was getting a coffee and last track of time. We go for a three hour walk and get on like a house on fire. We've been together for five months now and are very much boyfriend. Oh my God. He He has bought me lovely new earrings and calls this story the hotspot incident. After an extensive social media search, I discovered with horror that Ben turned out to be the brother of my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. Mortifying isn't the word, the end. That that was like a lot of excuses at the start, but it really paid off at the end. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, I liked that they were together now. That's I don't nice. know where the ear infection played into it, to be honest. But I think it was just the stress. Maybe yeah. it was the confusion because she was the pain in her ear and then she just saw a man and was like okay yeah it's you now (laughs) I choose you imagine just that's a good do you think that'd work if you just go up and pretend like you're like you know the person and that's who you've been waiting for just pick the hottest guy the other person needs to get light you're finally here like I think okay uh, I know the thing about Ben being like the Ben being the brother of the the new girlfriend of the ex, that's a bit awkward. But I do think there is a, there is a movie in that about how you met up with the guy you were originally supposed to meet up with. Not to totally shit on your love story that you've just sent in person because it's lovely. But like they did, they, they've definitely done a movie about this where it's like, what if you were supposed she to go on a date to... and you and you yeah. started talking to someone else and, and thinking it was the person you were supposed to be on a date. And yeah, and then it wasn't. About time. I kind of like those fucking. No, it's not called about time because that's definitely it's a Donald Gleason movie where they're going. They're at the train. No, I think talking to the wrong no, person. No. Yeah. Well, like, okay, yeah. There's an element of that, but like, okay, we're not going to agree on this. So why don't you move on to the next story? Okay. Is it? About I have time, another cracker it? after this. Um. Like, I, 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 forget it. Okay. Um, I cannot remember what this one's about and it's quite long so bear with me hey gals I was delighted to see you're doing another one of these episodes because the last one had me in absolute bits and pieces laughing might have to might be a have to be their story but if this makes the cut um, please keep it on I'm changing all the names so it's fine if you read them out loud lol over the summer I matched with a guy let's call him Barry after a few messages, he asked me to meet up the following weekend. I thought, fuck it, why not? And we said we'd do something Saturday. I knew, I knew immediately when we met that I wasn't attracted to him, but we had a bit of crack nonetheless. We were chatting away and he was asking about the people he knew that went to my college. And he mentions, oh my God, yeah, I remember this. He mentions a friend of one of my, uh, of one of my friends. For the sake of the story, she's called Amy. 
He then tells me, yeah, I was seeing Amy for a bit last year. Gutubbin, flashback. I got vivid recollections of my friend telling me a gas story about Amy going on a date with some fella and that she wasn't really feeling it. Afterwards, she tried to let him down gently and he comes back with, oh, but I think you should have sex with me at least once just to tell your friends how bad it was. Poor Barry simply would not drop what? his notion. <laughs> insisting that it would be absolutely gas and therefore definitely worth her time. A move which earned him the nickname Bad Sex Barry. So I'm sitting there suddenly fully aware that I'm on a sorry, sorry. No, no, can I, sorry, can I, sorry, can I pause yeah. for a second? Did she, did she have sex with him? Yes. No. Uh, no, no, it doesn't say. Well, no, I doubt it. She, okay. she, she tried to dump him. He was like, the assumption is she didn't though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we don't know. We can only go by him, what he's telling. So, yeah. Uh, suddenly I am fully aware that I'm on a date with none other than the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bad Sex Barry. At this point, the ick sets in. I am very aware that I shall not be seeing this man again. Either way, I try to enjoy the rest of the date and suppress my urge to cry with laughter at how small this poxy rock of a country is. Cut to the end of the date. Now, I knew good and well that I didn't want to kiss this man from the start, but the knowledge of who he was firmly cemented that into place. So when he goes in for a kiss, I back the fuck up and babble some nonsense about how I'm not really comfortable kissing strangers in a global pandemic, given the nature of my job and that I work with people and could be easily exposed, blah, blah. To which he responds, well, I have a fairly good immune system. At this point, the ick has encompassed my entire being. I am now one with the ick. The ick is me and I it. In this life, the only things I am certain of are death, taxes and the ick. So I do what any well-adjusted adult would do and say, ha ha, good one, see you safe home <laughs> and wave them off. <laughs> a, painfully awkward, a painfully awkward experience, but it gave my pals a good laugh. Um, hope you enjoyed. Can't wait to laugh at the expense of other people when this comes out. I just love how well written that email was. That is the ick though. Do you know the way, like I see people who do stories like that and it's like, girls, what's your ick? What gave you the ick? And it's like, it's people sending in like red flags. That was flags. me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. no, but like where they're like, oh God, like I hate when he like, like won't take no for an answer. And it's like, no, no, that's criminal. Oh behavior. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, an and ick is. The ick uh, is like I, when you I, see I them in bowling shoes. <laughs> uh, yeah the ick is bragging about your immune system like I have another good like ick relevant one coming up it's not my next one but that's what an ick is I think like, you could do a whole like, episode some... on icks. I we potentially could yeah do we further alienate the straights then no gays can get icks or straights can get icks too everyone can get icks that's true yeah Everyone can get it. Uh, Ix do not discriminate. No. Um, okay. Hey, guys. I literally have so many of these I could write a blog, but I'll share <laughs> this one with you. I was talking to a lovely fisherman online and we decided to meet. For I love night. lovely fishermen. I'm sitting there waiting, hoping he won't look like the worst photo of themselves, which they always do. And he arrives <laughs> and he's quite handsome. Delighted. Oh, my God. This woman went out with Captain Birdseye. I can't believe it. Um, the guy, the Fialin captain. Man, I look down and see he's wearing his wellies in the city centre in a bar. I'm with a man in wellies. Obviously, I can't um, not say this out loud. And I exclaim, oh, you wore your wellies. He tells me they're his only shoes. Anyway, date goes fine. It was a series of him talking at me for a few hours and me being too awkward to make an excuse to leave. 
Uh, he walked me to my bus stop and it was a Sunday and I was talking about how I was dreading work and didn't want to go home as it was a step closer to work. He obviously took this as a sign that I wanted to get up close and personal. And he's like, oh, come back to the boat in brackets. Not his boat, I should add. And he's sticking around in his pocket for change. And he's like, I can send the skipper off for a pint. Pint. Singular. It wasn't going to take long on this grimy boat. We were in Dublin. I can't imagine it would have been a romantic encounter. I politely declined. I've since met a lovely man after countless horror stories, like going out with someone who, oh, actually, I don't know if I can read this, but going out with someone who, oh, well, I can, yeah, I can read this, but like, again, not condoning it. I've since met a lovely man after countless horror stories, like going out with someone who wanted to give his parents, parents heroin on their deathbed so he could find out what it's like. Sorry. And what? And going out with someone who paid for a burrito with change from a plastic bag. But these are stories for another day. The point is, there is hope. XOXO, Gossip Girl. Jesus. <laughs> when are you, how many times in your life are you going to get the chance to ride on a boat, though? Yeah, but like, is it a trawler? Like, it's not a yacht. Like, I'm pretty sure Julie J. Uh, you know, there's, there's talked about this when she was on. Yeah. Wasn't, didn't, I'm pretty sure when we had Julie and Emma on, Julie talked about going back to the Jeannie Johnson with someone after a night out. She did. She did. <laughs> Go back and listen to the Friends episode we did with them. We're not, because we won't tell it anywhere near as well. Sorry, I am laughing about that guy that carries the money around in a plastic bag. <laughs> in a, like, a sandwich bag. It's very me, like. That's his date. Very yeah, much all date. my belongings in one bag. Like, what, what do they call the thing where you've like a handkerchief on a stick? That's, we need to bring that back. Handkerchief on a. I don't know if I ever had a name. Indeed. Do you know you spell hand? It's a handkerchief. A bindle. It's called a bindle. Anyway, carry on. Um, Okay. Hey, gals and Shane. Absolutely love the podcast. I think you are amazing and so funny. Thank you so much. Sending lots of love. P.S. I'm dyslexic, so I apologize for my dreadful grammar and spelling lol. We love that. That's okay. Um... I'm going to make everyone sound dyslexic the way I read them out anyway, so it's absolutely fine. I went on a Tinder date over to a guy's house in August, so minimal COVID restrictions. I've been on loads of Tinder dates, but this is the first time I've ever gone straight to a guy's apartment. I packed a little D appointment bag because I had a good feeling about this guy and we had great chat over text and I was looking forward to meeting him. Also, a little side note, I went casual, but I also looked good. I was wearing Vans, jeans, nice top and a denim jacket. All casual, but effort was put in. He was wearing tracksuit bottoms, a top and slippers. I know it was his house, but uh, uh, still it was a date and he put zero effort in. Up in his apartment, we're chatting. He's actually lovely. We're having a laugh and a drink. And suddenly he starts telling me all about his family. Um, what his mom and dad did for a living, how long they were together and so much more. He went off on a monologue. He then stops and asks me about my parents. I'm stunned because it was so out of the blue. Like, is it that out of the blue to talk about your family on a first date? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But is that because we are Unless, like obsessed like, with our family? What were you talking like? What were you talking about beforehand? Like Tiger King, and then it was like, oh, tell me about your dad. Like, like if it was an absolute fucking breakneck speed topic change. Then yeah, maybe. But otherwise, yeah, I do want to talk about Frank and Calista at length on this date. Yeah. They're great people. I started hesitantly talking about my mom and dad, not sure what to say. I told him they are married about 35 years. He stops me and is like, ah, really? And your dad's in your life? Again, I'm like, this is weird in my head. But I answer, yeah, he is. Always has been. 
Uh, he replies, a lot of people I know don't have fathers. Uh, I immediately think of death and I'm like, ah, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. He says, no, it's grand. Just like their dads were never around. I'm feeling a little awkward and don't know what to reply when he just states out of nowhere. My mom always says my four exes fell for me because I'm loving and protective and they had daddy issues. So they found comfort in me. Do you have daddy issues? Uh, I'm sitting opposite him on the couch, speechless. And all I can say is, uh, no, I don't think so. I can't begin to describe how (laughs) out of the blue and unprovoked all this was. He also had a kitten. and Oh, you're going to love this. He also had a kitten. And the whole night he kept referring to the cat as a baby or child and would say things like, I'm a single parent, have to look after my child. <laughs> which, at the, which at the start of the night, I was like, OK, haha. But he kept doing it and it just got weird. I sent an SOS text to one of the girls to pick me up. When I made up an excuse to get out of there, he was like, ah, I didn't even show you the apartment. So he brings me around. Then when we get to the bathroom, he says, I'm sorry about all the candles lighting. It's for the smell. I keep the cat's litter tray in here, you know, because I'm a parent. Parent. Oh, no, no. That I had to turn bad. away from and stare at the wall. I didn't know what to do or say. <laughs> I got out of there. <laughs> uh, there were a lot more minor things that he said, but they were the big ones. That is brutal. Parent. You're a parent. You're a parent. I would never, ever. Put that in your bio on Instagram for a week. Oh, I will. All day, every day, I'm like, to his whiskey is, whiskey is the baby. Where is the baby? Baby the is baby. asleep. But where the baby? Whiskey. She's here now. Oh, you wait, the baby. I come in, I go, whiskey, you're so late for work. Come on. <laughs> but like, I would never describe myself as a parent. That's a pun too far. You know what I mean? Is it just because like, you didn't think of it first? Would, would parent not make more sense because it's a cat though as well? Just saying. Here, listen, I'll get his number. We can thrash it out over one. Yeah, I'll arrange that. Um, hi, Breen and Fanula. This tale begins with Bumble. I'm fairly sure this is the ick adjacent one that I was talking about. Great. So I was chatting to this lad for an age. I'm talking once here. He was really cute in his photos and the crack we had in the conversation. Uh, well, I think that's supposed to read like, and the crack we had in the conversation. Oh, also, he was a Gwail Gore from, I'm not going to say the place because I think it could be too identifying. Um, so that alone which, which uh, province had me I don't know I'll say it to you after but I don't know so that alone had me madly in love with the idea of him anyway we organised to meet up in a bar in Dublin God bless him he got the bus from Galway to Dublin and was going to stay at his friend's house did you just give so it when away I get to the bar we're meeting at what Galway well no because like okay does it give it away well, if he's like, if he's from Galway and he's an Irish speaker, he's from Connemara, I would assume. Yeah, but that's a big area. This is a more specific area. Oh, okay, okay. Um, should give us like got the bus from Galway to Dublin. I well, I tell you after. Would you? I'm so me? interested in this. Maybe I know. Oh, <laughs> oh, Nelly, like maybe you do. What we can talk about after. So I get to the bar we're meeting at, and I see him through the window with an iPad out. I go in and we greet each other and I ask, why the iPad? He tell me he doesn't... <laughs> he, tell me, he tells me he doesn't have enough space on his phone for Bumble. So I had to, Aww, <laughs> so no. I had to use the iPad. 
Now, bear in mind, we had never swapped numbers, just talking on the app. And I had messaged to say I was nearly there or whatever. So he had been replying to me oh. on iPad <laughs> for the rest of the bar to see. So now anyone who noticed now knows we're on a Bumble date class. <laughs> I love that. It's like a little dad. Like it's like, that's a bit of an ick, but I also you imagine like, it's, swiping? like it's so harmless. It's yeah. so harmless, you know. Like he, like he wanted me to up with you that much, anyway. But I'm also like, man, delete the calculator or something. You can re-download it, you know. Or just okay. get her number. Just get her number, so you don't have to bring your iPad yeah. with you. That's funny. I, I know. Um. So he's ma- Okay. So he's not as much of a looker as his profile has led me to believe. Boy knows his angles. Fair play to him. But like that's a bit mean. But anyway, we have a few drinks, and I know pretty early on that this isn't going to work. He's super shy, and conversation doesn't go as easily as it had via Bumble. He also had this American accent because he learned his English from TV shows. Endearing but jarring when you're meeting a person who's lived their whole life in Connemara. Also, he didn't speak a word of Irish to me, even though he knew how much I loved the fact he was a Gwilgore. So we finish up and he has to get to Connolly Station and my bus stop is near there anyway. So we're walking together. This poor lad doesn't know Dublin from his elbow. So when we were near my bus stop, I give him the very simple directions to Connolly. It's about two streets away from where we were. Anyway, he goes real quiet and puts his head down. I ask if he's okay and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I realize he's not and bring him to the door of Connolly Station. Now he seems a bit more all right. I leave for my bus and I get a message from him after a while. I asked him and the chap had had a panic attack about trying to find the station. I'm not mocking him having a panic attack. Jesus, you wouldn't wish that on anyone. But for that to finish such an awkward date already, well, it gives a fitting end to the story. Aww. I love that guy. I love this boy so too. Will someone go out with that guy? I will. Who is But also, um, come out of come out of the darkness. Breed is available. Step into the light. Um... I never understood. It was just the iPad. It was just the iPad. I really wasn't laughing at any other element. It was the iPad. It's the image <laughs> of a man sitting on an iPad with Bumble open. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. I never understood people who would like travel like across the country for a date. I've never I've never done that. Like no, I never I, I would even like from I would never come up from Gory to Dublin Did for I? a date. Because like what's no. the point? I don't know. Shop local. Shop local, yeah. Now more than ever, they better all be within the 5k and outdoors, girls and boys. Girls, boys and <laughs> our non-binary friends. Absolutely. Um, none of this indoor shite, do you hear? Um, or if you're going to do it, just no kissing. Um, yeah, don't pass bit. Don't actually don't pass air. Anything Sorry, else? that's my COVID safety warning out of the way. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it, that's it. Back to back. Um... Met a guy in Flannery's years ago. <laughs> Had a smooch that night and swapped numbers. Next day, he texted me asking if I was around for that afternoon for a drink. He seemed keen, so I said yes. Got ready and headed on into town to meet in a bar. He seemed really weird when I got there, asking me to move in with him and talking about going on holidays together. I thought he was just trying to be funny. Then he went to get a drink and came back to the table, but with another guy who I knew and had kissed before. So things got really weird. <laughs> Christ. Then, then the guy I was on the date with told me he would be back in a minute and left the bar came back an hour later turns out there was a drug deal happening I said I was going to the toilet and never went back excellent then he texted me the next day asking where did I go I politely replied saying it's not going to work and then he replied saying but that night we met we went to Abracababra and you seemed really into me otherwise you wouldn't have let me go down on you in the toilets I nearly threw up in my mouth <laughs> 
<laughs> I nearly threw she up was in my a lot of information there. Um, he was talking about the night we it met. Sounds like sorry. It sounds like the monologue in. It sounds like the monologue in. Oops, I did it again. But I, I went part? down and got it for you, baby. Like, like, do you know? Okay, actually, maybe part? not. But it's like literally, like, but then, like, that's love. I did that for you in the toilets of Abracadabra. You can't. Brittany's do this been through me. enough without being compared to this. Sorry, I shouldn't. Have. I know. I know. Um, I nearly threw up my mouth. He was talking about the night we met, but I never went to Abracadabra with him. I still pray he met <gasps> that girl after me and not before. <laughs> Imagine he got. Imagine he had gone down in a girl in a kebab shop, then came to Flannery's, and I ended up kissing him. I can't. I just no, can't. Sorry no, for the long story. Love stop. the pod. I feel like I picked like really a lot dirtier ones than you, but it was just like the pick of the. Yeah, you got all the sexy ones. I did. Um. Okay, I have another one here, and again, I'm going to preface this by saying, like, I'm if I laugh at this, I'm not. I'm not laughing at the thing that you, that like the bad element of it. I'm just laughing because it's a really, really awkward situation. Do it. This is like something you would do, I think, Brid. Oh no. I've had so many good and bad dates, but this one from a few years ago stands out. I was living in Canada at the time and I'd just been dumped by my boyfriend. I was feeling very sorry for myself. I matched with the guy on Tinder and decided to go on a date with him because he was the only guy with semi-decent chat in brackets, Canadians. And I also just needed some attention. Fair. I like the honesty. We go for some drinks and it's honestly going pretty well until he pulls out his Instagram and starts showing me pictures. <laughs> There's a picture of a girl and me being a bit drunk and having no filter, I go, oh, is she your ex? He says no and looks a bit sheepish, sheepish and says she was just a friend. But I could tell there was more to the story. So for some reason, I keep pushing. I go, oh, were you in love with her? Again, he says no, but I'm still curious. <laughs> but I'm still curious about his mood and can't let it go. So then, for reasons unknown to me to this day, I say jokingly, "Well, what is it? She's not dead, is she?" Oh, this is something I do. He just looks down and is silent. She was actually one of his friends, and she died only a few months prior. I was mortified and obviously apologized profusely. Luckily, he forgave me and we actually ended up going on a few more dates. No, you'd have to let yourself out um, after that one. Jesus fucking hell. This is until I found out the reason he was always so short on cash for our dates was because he was in court for getting caught with drugs in his car when he got so lost travelling to another part of Canada that he accidentally wound up at the US-Canada border. But that's a story for another day. Jesus. Love the podcast. All the best. <laughs> That is bad. That is bad. Um, let me bring you back to the man-hating side of the podcast. Hey, gals. Man-hating. Man-hating. <laughs> hey, gals. Big fan of the podcast. And boy, do I have some stories to share with you. I've had some horrific dates in my lifetime, but this one is the funniest. Still makes me giggle to this day. If you can keep me anonymous, that would be very much appreciated. Thank you. So my friend was seeing this guy. So actually, they go on to tell me a story about their friend. <laughs> So my friend was seeing this guy and they were having a little Netflix and chill date in the gaff. All was going well until one of them brought up the topic of Conor McGregor. Now this fella was a massive MMA head. Huge McGregor fan, lol. We don't stand. But anyway, she mentioned that Conor McGregor is a dickhead. She mentioned that McGregor is a dickhead and she doesn't understand why he has so many supporters. He got really offended and started getting defensive. So he made her sit and watch a video on all the good things that McGregor has done in his career all very bare minimum stuff and wouldn't let her turn it off until it was over. Fair to say she never saw him again, but we got a good giggle out of it. 
Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Kiss, kiss. Trash. Man, haters. What were you doing? Trash. We hate. What were you chanting? We We hate men. Yeah. Man haters. Man haters. Man hater. Make you work hard. Make you sweat. That Nelly Furtado needs to come back with that. If she came back with that with those. Step into the light, Nelly. What a killing. (laughs) Step into the light. She would make a killing. Okay. Yeah. Reboot Nelly okay. Furtado. This one, what? Re- I said reboot Nelly Furtado. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, this like this one is just a bit chaotic, right? This one is just a bit. It's a bit of a head scratch. Head scratch. Hey, girlies, love the podcast. I went on to now. So should say, and this is no tea, no shade to the to the person that sent this in, but there's no punctuation. But this kind of adds to the story. Like it really reads like. <laughs> It was like you're talking to them, which adds to the comedy of it, I think. I went on two dates with this guy. So the first one was great. He picked me up. We went to the restaurant, had great food, but he kept popping off to the toilet and was particularly on a buzz. He kept trying to have big convos with the staff, even pulling one young waiter over and asking his name. And if you remembered him being in the previous week, I was mortified. (laughs) Next sentence. He ended up coming back to mine. Both of us were very drunk. Then my housemate overheard him doing coke in the toilet. I woke up the next morning with them threatening to phone the guards and the landlord. Had to get the guy up and out as quick as lightning. (laughs) I ended up going on a second date with this guy. The whole thing was chaotic from the get-go. He was late because he had work to do around town. If you get what I mean, he does for work. I'm not sure I do, but anyway, drugs probably. Um, So he turns up on a buzz again and we're in this pub actually having a good time when he goes to the toilet. Two women that were sitting behind me came running up asking if I was okay. Now, I was fairly on it. I must have had five or six drinks at this stage. I was really confused. They proceeded to tell me this guy was talking to me like a piece of shit and being disrespectful. Still to this day, can't remember what he was saying. So he comes back from the toilet. One of the women women starts shouting at him, saying he was treating me like shit and I was a princess and should be treated so and all that. This fellow was red in the face with a fury. The two of them were shouting at each other, so the barman had to step in. Things calmed down and we left to go to the hotel. Had to book a hotel to see him. If my housemates had seen him again, I was getting turfed out. Once we get back to the hotel, he said he was ready to kick off the women shouting at him um, had she proceeded. Safe to say we spent the rest of the night arguing about one thing after the other and slept on opposite sides of the bed without tr- touching. On a second Traumatic day. At the time. Traumatic at the time. Iconic now. Yeah. <laughs> Must add, he was also doing a lot of popping off to the toilet on the second date, which added nicely to the setting. Like, I feel like to... Do you know when you kind of have to, like, excuse your own trauma or try and be like, oh, sure, wasn't that a good laugh about something when you were literally like, I've no idea why I did that, like huge brain worms? Like, this is that. Yeah. This is... like even well, what a things, great like, story. I had no... Gasp like we were having a laugh even though he was like treat me like shit me and seemed to be addicted to class A drugs Jesus love it Christ. love it um, this is a long one there's uh, two stories from one person Hi gals, thanks so much for the pod. It's been really helping to fill the void of missing chats with my pals over the last insane 10 months. I have two stories, one about my own experience and then the most mental story I have from a friend. You probably won't have time for both so you can take your pick. Oh, these are too good. I'm going with both of them. 
Um, I agreed to a Bumble date with an English personal trainer when I lived in Singapore. His profile was fairly out there and the chats had been minimal. Uh, it was definitely not a date I would ever go for at home, but when in Rome. Although upon reflection, this should have been the first sign that it wasn't meant to be. I went to meet him after work on a Friday at an outdoor food court in the city centre. My phone decided to die just as I was on the subway into the city and per- perhaps this should have been the second sign. Um, luckily, he stood out from the crowd at a predominantly Asian food centre so he was easy enough to spot from his profile pics. He went over and introduced himself uh, and... Uh, or I went over and introduced myself and offered to grab us some beers. He declined as he was on a juice-only cleanse and would be up early for training in the morning. Third sign... I got myself a beer anyway while he went away and sourced himself a juice. We then sat down and started to get to know each other, sharing our stories about what had brought us to Singapore, to work, etc. I was pretty certain that I was not romantically interested already, but I would see the time through and have a cordial chat. Besides, it was bound to be a quick date. How many juices could one guy have? The conversation took a sharp U-turn when we started to discuss previous dating experiences in the city. He told me he was currently shagging, his words, a PT client who was 10 years his senior and they had taken an illicit drugs fuel sexcation to Thailand a few weeks previously. I egged him on for more juicy details and he informed me that they were in the gym for a late night session. He offered her a massage and one thing led to to another. They started hooking up and she paid for their Thailand sexcation, but he was finding she was getting too invested in him now. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a pretty open-minded person and always... And always interested in new experiences, etc. But there is just some chat you do not come out with within 10 minutes of a first date. We got to the end of our drinks and said goodbye within an hour for what I had hoped would be the last time. To my surprise, he texted me the next day saying he had a great time. What? Normally, I never ghost a person, but honestly, I did not know how to respond to this man. I don't think he would pick up on a vibe unless it hit him in the face. Unfortunately, the Singapore expat community is fairly small, so I proceeded to run into this gentleman a couple more times at different events throughout the year. I would generally offer a friendly salute and run quickly in the opposite direction. Sometimes you should just go with your gut if an online dating profile doesn't feel right from the start. On the other hand, I have since moved home and I'm now living with my boyfriend that I also met from online dating. So you win some, you lose some. Hey, and you'll have some stories to tell regardless. Um, And then this is their friend's story. I was at a barbecue with a friend of mine, let's call him Steve, and he was telling me his best friend Cece wouldn't be joining us as she had a very exciting Tinder date. She had met this rich businessman online who lived in Malaysia, a couple hours up the road from Singapore. This businessman wanted to meet her and sent a limo driver to pick her up. Steve was naturally quite worried about the situation and was texting Cece throughout the barbecue to make sure she was okay. It turned out that Cece was also messaging this businessman while in the limo and she mentioned that Steve was concerned about her and was keeping in contact with her to make sure that everything ran smoothly. The man did not take well to this and began to suggest that Cece's friend was just jealous. She went on to explain that Steve wasn't jealous, he was just her best friend and that he was also gay anyway, so defo not trying to get with her. At this point, the man responded with a stream of angry messages saying, how could you associate with someone like that? He told her to turn the limo around and refuse to pay for it, cutting off all contact. Now, I wouldn't have believed this story except that Cece came straight from the date to the party we were at and she showed us the messages. The guy was was clearly an absolutely horrible person and she was probably very lucky to get away safely in the end, even if it did set her back several hundred dollars. Weirdly, she also could have been... Weirdly, she questioned could it have been a clever ruse by a dodgy limo company who set up a fake profile if they were short on business? 
Uh, we will never know, but it was definitely a dodgy situation. Advisable not to get a limo to another country for your first date would be the lesson from that story. Sorry for the essays. Keep up the great work, gals. Thanks. And then she put her name. What the hell? Like, I love that she had to pay for that limo. But I don't, but I do. Yeah, I don't love that for her, but... Christ. Um, sorry, I I got a, I have a few last few quick ones that were sent to my Instagram. One literally just came in there that said, "Because uh, I'm I'm done the emails." But one that said, "Okay, so not a proper date, but I was seeing a guy before, and we went to work once to meet some pals. And after about an hour, he said he needs to go do a job. In brackets, this wasn't weird. It was how his job was. He said he'd be back in about forty minutes or so. It took him about two hours, and when he comes back, he's with another girl." He's like, oh, this is my friend. I met her on the way. Um, so I asked her if she wanted to come. I'm like, cool, grand. And later in the night, I get chatting to her. She's asking how I know everyone. So I'm like, oh, these are my mates. This is my housemate. And that's the guy I'm seeing. She immediately is like, oh, sorry. I actually have to go and legged it. Looked at his story. He had stuff up of them hanging out for the past hour or so before they got to work ones. And he didn't admit until ages later he had brought her on a date and just hope I hoped I wouldn't notice. Jesus. <laughs> like doing the doubler. What yeah. the hell? Freaks. People are freaks. People are freaks. Um I have one more email. Will I go for it? Okay, that's while you're searching. Uh, yeah. Um, hey gals, first of all, absolutely love the pod. It's the only thing keeping me sane in lockdown. I've had a few bangers of dates. Um, so, so uh, like showing up and not knowing the person I was seeing was deaf. So sorry if this was a bit long. Anyway, checked with my friends and we all agree this one was the worst date I've been on. I met up with a guy I've been chatting to before. Not sure if it's the same with straight Tinder, but on gay Tinder, you tend to see the same faces. So not unusual to be chatting to someone after having chatted a few months before. Anyway, in a bar, chatting and drinks. And I said I was going to hop up and go to the bathroom. He goes, oh, I need to go too. Like, no, uh, not at the same time as your date. I feel like Breed will agree, but it's even weirder. It's an even weirder vibe when we are two guys who are going to use the same toilets and literally we're about a foot apart. Walking back from the toilet was one of the most awkward experiences or awkward silences I've ever experienced. Special mentions to the guy I met on Tinder, Kel Surprise, after chatting for a while, agreed to go on a socially distanced coffee or for a socially distanced coffee. Met up in town, all was fine, but he started saying some weird stuff, telling me how he went to work, went into work with a dick drawn on his back for a week. Like, good for you, man, but don't know if you would have been, if it would have been my opener. At one point, he started to make some fairly outrageous comments about people's accents not belonging in certain college courses. So that sent all the alarm bells off. Anyway, he got shot on by a bird midday. <laughs> I tried to use it as an excuse to leave, but that wasn't happening. Chatting again, he started dropping some mad bombshells. Needless to say, he wasn't picking up any signals I was dropping and tried to lean in and shift me, covered in bird shit, like literally dripping off his jacket. I blamed my coffee breath and politely declined. Needless to say, there was no date too. Uh, hopefully that gave you a bit of a laugh because my dating life is a train wreck so I'm glad someone can get joy out of it keep up the unreal work with the pod and can't wait for the live shows this year thanks also please keep me on tickets still available tickets.ie Cork and Dublin get them while they're what Um. any crackers to end on there's this one I think it's it's like it's pretty funny 
Met a guy in Edinburgh on a night out once and we totally hit it off. We stayed in contact and arranged for him to join my friends and I on a weekend away in an apartment we rented in Waterford. After only one night, I already had the ick. There was so much that happened, but the thing that sticks out the most was, was, was his issue with money. He was the tightest prick I'd ever had the misfortune of eating. We all went out for dinner on the Saturday night and he stayed in because he wasn't hungry. When we got home, I found he had eaten the food my friends had bought themselves. I was livid, but he couldn't see the problem. By the last day, I was dying to get rid of him. We were staying on another night, but thankfully he had a flight home from Dublin booked for the Sunday. Asked him to pay his portion of the accommodation costs and he said he didn't have it on him. He'd come away with only €100 euro for the whole weekend. Bearing in mind, we went out on both Friday and Saturday night. That €100 euro was never gone. And then she replied a bit later saying, my friend is after reminding me that he basically brought nothing with him so to borrow clothes off my friends. We were only there for two nights. Jeez, it's like going man. away with a child who didn't realise money and clothes were essentials to travel. Don't date children. Don't date children. Um, I have that's two, what bandwagons always say. I have two mega short ones. Can I do one of them? I have a funny one to finish on from a yeah, friend of the pod it. who I will keep anonymous, but you might, you might recognise it. Uh, took me to Milano's for Valentine's Day using one of those two course for 15 euro vouchers. Asked me would I like a drink, then proceeded to order me a glass of milk. He then chose my... Cho- <laughs> he then chose and ordered my food for me and insisted we split the bill, uh, the bill after. Put him in no. the bin. Put him in the bin. Just leave. Just get up and leave if someone does that. You love a glass like, of milk. You call it a white dinner. I like a glass of milk when I can choose to have the glass of milk. Yeah. No, it, like, okay, the milk thing, that's weird. Like, that's weird. You Maybe you could pass it off as like a mistake or something. The ordering for you, no. Like... Yeah. I got another funny one where they were at a tapas restaurant and their date insisted on ordering, choosing the tapas and ordering them all in Spanish, even though he couldn't speak Spanish, which I think is kind of iconic. Do you have any more? Yeah, no, that's. Um, Yeah, I I have one more. I was on my way to a first Tinder date and was driving there in my car. Saw the restaurant, saw him standing outside waiting for me and I decided to pull into the parking spot opposite where he was standing. Obviously, I was so distracted and nervous knowing he had seen me and was watching me park that I didn't check my wing mirror. Oh, I no. crashed into the back of a car that was driving in the bus lane <laughs> beside me, in brackets, which it shouldn't have been. Anyway, the car stopped and I had to keep going and park in the parking spot where he looked at me with an utter look of confusion and shock. Swapped details with the other car and I'm still paying my man back to this day for the insurance claim. My hands shook for the entire date. Thank you for the podcast. It's made me laugh so much during the past year. That is I just I I liked I liked the idea of because if that happened to me I would not be able to think of it. I I'd just keep I drive home. Me. Yeah, I'd have to just leave and drive home. Yeah, I like, wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I like. I'd end up talking about things to do with cars and insurance and money for the whole date. Oh, uh, this. Uh, we'll finish on this one, and this is from um, a close friend of yours. First day got so drunk because the wine was four years old. Oh, yeah. sorry. I know who I know who this is because they because I was trying to get I know who this is, but I don't think I know the story. First date got so drunk because the wine was four euro a glass that I missed the train home and he missed the bus and we were stranded in the city. So he had to stay on his friend's couch and ended up smoking weed with the housemates. And I cried at the little dinosaur and we never spoke again. <laughs> <laughs> My angel baby, I know who you are. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. I'm exhausted from like reliving those. If I'm being honest. 
if I'm being honest, a lot going on. Um, mini bandwagons? I have, I have some. Um, right. They are. they good? Mm. Uh, first dates is back. Yeah. Yes, it is. We did an episode for Patreon on us watching the opening episode of the last, the new season. Um, you can mm-hmm. find that on Patreon, Bandwagons, Bandwagons Patreon. Yeah, um, they shot and, it in. Well, you obviously worked on it, but they like they shot it in COVID. Yeah, it was the first like over. COVID series. Yeah, so there's a lot of like two meter tables and masks and all that crack. And I met like half of all the daters and they were all absolutely cracked and great crack. So it's going to be shaping up to be a good season. So watch that. Um, secondly, I just wrote down Bing Bang Bong because I couldn't think of a second one. But I don't know. What oh, well, oh, well, sorry. The, so- the song is called UK On. It's not called. I know. You want to see me searching it here. Bing Bang Bong. Ding Dang. Oh, no. It's Sing Sang Song. Ding Dang Dong. Anyway, I hope it. Uh, I hope it charts. I think it's. Clo- I think it's. It's number four it's in the UK. The UK big. I think that's on the big top forty or something. I don't think that's the actual official charts. It's some fucking made up chart. It's definitely going to come in the top twenty. I would say though, which I is really so. it's it's it takes it's taken over every single part of my brain. Release the beast, Pimini. Um, Just every part of my brain. Every part yeah. of my brain. Like I was going to like I was going to bed singing it. So Just, from the it latest might, episode oh, of so Drive Race UK, and it is it's it, people online are saying that it is one of the best episodes of Drag Race ever. Um, and I think I'd have to agree. I never thought I'd enjoy a song more than Read You Wrote You, but then Bimini ba- Bimini Bamboo Lash came along, and I yeah, I turned my if world upside down. Hating, if if you haven't started the UK yet, or if you're like really not enjoying us you need to start the uk because the us series not good this year boring boring which is sad because i actually do like the cast but there's something about the series where i'm just like i don't care and it's a chore to watch it you will consistently laugh out loud with the uk it's so good so so good and the girls are so precious and the standard is so good um it is a joy and a joy is what we need in these dark times for sure yeah it just feels a bit closer to home feels a bit like Rough. Yeah, we get the references, which is what like you don't get half the shit that Rue says because it's from nineteen hundred and frozen to death, and it's you know yeah. it's so American. Like a lot of it passes us by, you know. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Stream Drag Race UK. Um, finally, we were on. We are on Break It Down, the podcast this week came out to yes. yesterday. Um. We had a great laugh with Hillary and Holly and they are two great gals doing great stuff. If you like our podcast, you will love theirs. So please go listen yeah. to Break It Down. It's all about 90s nostalgia. So it's naughties. very broad. We covered like a lot of... Yeah, sorry, naughties, not 90s. Um, so we did like our first concerts and went through kind of the shows that we would watch. It's good fun. It is good fun. Um, That's all I have. Do you have anything to add? Do I have anything to add? No. Or Don't watch that fucking Thessal Hotel thing because it's terrible. I watched it. I, have I already knew the story. I already knew the story and I knew what happened in the end. And I don't I, know why. I don't, have a, I don't have an issue with the story. Like that's... It's just that they tried to think it's something kind of interesting. Yeah, I just think Netflix loved Dragonair sort of shit. I watched Malcolm and Reed the other, the other day as well, Good. which... 
probably slightly too long. Zendaya is amazing. Uh, John David Washington is, is that his name? The, the guy in it. Amazing. They're both really hot. It's kind of, the whole premise of the thing is just the two of them arguing at each other though for like, is it like marriage nearly story two hours. or whatever? Ka- kind of. Yeah. Kind of. So like, it was good. I might have enjoyed it if we weren't living in a fucking pandemic because it it is just a bit grim as well. You know that kind of way, but it's not terrible. Okay. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Like I don't it. think I've really watched or done anything else recently. Yeah, I'm still about into um, Married at First Sight Australia. If you're not watching that, what are you doing with your life? I'm on episode 30. It's airing every night on Channel 4, I'm pretty sure, at 9 o'clock. Or I've been watching them all on all four and it's ending soon enough. Um, If you just want a reality show to binge, that is the one. Because there's so much of it and it's constantly chaotic and dramatic. Um, other than that very good tickets to our second Dublin show are still on sale and selling much faster than we had anticipated for the second show Cork's show is still on sale as well Um, you can still get wagon hats from our gal Ellen and you can find our Patreon on our whatever on Google <laughs> did I get it all? great you really kind of lost steam towards the end there but yeah, yeah you got it <laughs> You, got you usually do that bit. Um, I just like, went for the. Uh. Yeah. This has been Bandwagons. We love reviews on Apple Podcasts, but only if they're nice. You get all the new episodes up to date if you follow us on Spotify. And um, we are Bandwagons Podcast everywhere on social media. I have been Fanula. I've been Breed. This is the And um, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>